everybody, and welcome to an edition of Coach's Corner. My conversation with my good, dear friend, Anahita, is super juicy today. A must-listen for all you ladies out there. And men, I think you'll really enjoy this as well. You'll really understand the feminine a little better. Not just the feminine in women, but we all have masculine and feminine energy. So let me tell you a little bit more about my guest, Anahita June Tarani. She's a 20-year veteran in the field of personal development, having lived through many incarnations, including sacred dancer, yoga teacher, activist, coach, poet, shamanic style priestess, and spiritual psychologist. Anahita now embraces being all things and not just one thing. She is fiercely devoted to serving the awakening of the divine feminine and is an advocate for radical self-responsibility as an access to power and embodiment. As the co-founder of the movement Force of Nature Women, Anahita is passionately leading the way for a new brand of feminine leadership and sisterhood. Enjoy my talk with Anahita. Anahita, I am so excited to dive into this conversation with you. Thank you for being here. Mm, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, my love. So we're just going to dive right in. Mm-hmm. We hear a lot about feminine power, feminine empowerment, the divine feminine. Let's just define it. What is the divine feminine and what is feminine power from your perspective? Mm, okay, we'll make a humble attempt at putting it into words. <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> uh, divine feminine is so vast and all-encompassing. Um you know, to me, I feel like a, a big part of it is our ability to surrender, to to dance with existence, to surrender to what's coming up, uh, which is also really different than being passive. You know, to me, surrender is 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 active, um, and the divine feminine has two aspects. You know, it's it's the aspect of receiving, and then she also has the more yang aspect of uh, intentionality and going forward if that answers that question. And how do you see it showing up in today's women? Because obviously over time mm-hmm. we've evolved and changed as women. What Can you give us an example of what that looks like in today's woman? Yeah, you know, what, what I'm really inspired by in terms of the woman who has the ability to surrender, uh, let's just use Beyonce as an example. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen her uh, movie Lemonade, the the musical video movie where she really puts out her her marriage and you know the infidelity that went on there. But the reason that I'm I'm bringing her up is because I experience her as someone who is fully surrendered to the fullness of all of herself. So, you know, we get to experience her sort of Sasha Fierce, which is this more empowered. And uh, if you watch this video, you get to see, I mean, we love her. So we all get Beyonce medicine because she's so fully self-expressed. Yeah. And she's someone that I experienced to be a total vessel for that power coming through. And I love too that we have so many examples of diff- the different ways it expresses because I think mm-hmm. there's that fierceness of the power, but mm-hmm. there's also the softness. You know, there are women who are so in their mother archetype. You know, there are p- women that are so in the, their creative archetype. So like, can we just talk a little bit about like the different ways the divine feminine expresses through all of us uniquely? Because I love Beyonce. I think she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I like – you know, Beyonce and I are a different flavor. You know, she's more that fiery passion. And I love that sirens were going by when you were talking about Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> and and the way mine expresses is a little different. And so 
I think it's like the, the divine feminine is the way it expresses through women and let's let's bookmark that men also have the feminine within them is so unique to us and so it really is an exploratory process and determining what it looks like inside of us rather than trying to look like anyone else and you are just so amazingly wise at helping people especially women connect to their unique expression of the divine feminine could you talk a little bit about how you help women connect to that Mm, thank you. Yeah, and I really love what you said because, yes, I totally second that. And I just want to say just because for me personally, the fierce feminine is really up right now. So that's that's where I went. And, and there are so many incredibly uh, nurturing and needed expressions of the feminine in us and as us. And, um, you know, so to me, the, the way that I feel like is such an easy access is finding where we align with nature, sort of you know, really getting to know our own natural rhythm. Like what you said, yes, your expression is is very different than Beyonce's, though I have no doubt that, you know, I mean, I know there's fire in there. When <laughs> oh, we yeah, it. there's some fire. In there. I, got, I got a little Beyonce, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I, I know you do. Um, yeah, so, you know, the way that I do it, that's sort of the easiest access. There's a couple of doors. One is through beauty and one is through our sexuality and our selves as sensual beings. But it seems that, when, as women specifically, and even men, when we get to really see the place where we are fully aligned with nature, then all of the places where we haven't given ourselves permission start to fall away. Um, that's just how it is, you know. So in terms of beauty, you know this, we, we never look at we never look at an orchid and say, oh, you orchid, why are you so long and wiry? You should have really been that bush of daisies over there. You know, it's uh, we're fully receiving the expression of the beauty of nature. And so what happens when we really learn to apply that same objectivity and appreciation to ourselves, a door for permission opens up. Uh, that's, that's, that's one place. And then as that door opens up, which I find to be the easiest door to open up sometimes, uh, then it's the door of giving ourselves more permission to feel, to feel our emotions and to breathe and to feel them in our bodies. And how, how does nature surge through my veins, right? Or your veins, or it's like the, the volcano, the volcano and the stormy sea and the hurricanes, when, when we really do get to see that that power is in us, but also we can't just, like Mother Nature is so wise in that she just shakes it off, you know? She just fully shakes it off. And so I love, I know that you teach this, Christine, you know, really releasing what needs to be released is such a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Releasing the, I think that's why so many people um, just really suffer from everything from depression to addiction, because we just want to suppress the the wildness of emotion. And that is that real feminine part of us, that part that just wants to be free. And it's like the ocean. And whenever I, I really need to get like a mental picture of the feminine, I think of the ocean because mm -hmm. it's just vast and there's mm -hmm. waves and sometimes it's quiet and sometimes, you know, the, the waves are, are really fierce and intense. And it's, it's quote unquote not controllable, but there's a rhythm to it. 
And mm-hmm. I think that's what's so beautiful about the feminine is it's not something to be tamed. It's not something to be controlled. And I think that's really what we're seeing today as we're really seeing this rise of women on all kinds of levels and masculine paradigms breaking down and more nurture and creativity and collaboration coming forward. And this is not an againstness against the masculine. This mm-hmm. is a, a beautiful rebalancing that we're seeing coming out. And I'd, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about how, you know, all of us have the feminine, even men, and how men can even have a higher access or uh, an even healthier relationship with their feminine energy. Mm, yeah, it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful when, when we meet these men who have cultivated the feminine inside of them, not specifically, you know, the ones that you know they've worked they've worked at cultivating that and for me it's really comes down to the ability to be with the breath and to get really present and get into the heart space so to again it's the feeling it's the feeling right the sensitivity to be able to feel out a space to be able to feel out a room to be able to you know feel the needs of a child or an animal that's that's all that's all the feminine versus the mind, which, which is more, um, you know, strategic and intentional and directed. And yeah, the feminine is just the, the more allowing. And, and I love what you said about the ocean because too, the ocean is unpredictable. And, uh, I just, I have really over the last few years have come to complete peace with my own unpredictability. It used to kind of make me crazy, and this is now what I remind all of us I do my best to, you know, because we don't get mad at the ocean for being unpredictable. <laughs> so then it's like we, we have such a hard time with ourselves when, you know, the, the emotions come up and, and then we shut it down. And like you said, you know, we get sick or depressed or yeah. Um, yeah. any version of those things. And I think it's a beautiful thing that men now – have more permission to be vulnerable as you know, I, women have more trouble expressing anger. Men sometimes have more trouble expressing sadness. And I think vulnerability is a beautiful quality that men are feeling more comfortable stepping into. And I've had so many men on the show who, who embody that and really give an example of that. And, and I just love that because to me, that's just how we're healing how we're all healing and how we're starting to heal some of the misunderstandings between the masculine and feminine because it's not about one being better and it's not about them being the same either. You know, when I when I think about equality, I think about it in terms of of balance and all of us living into our full potential and coming into harmony together and I think that's really up for us, but all of us have to resolve that inside of us and that's been a big thing that I've had to really look at inside myself is where I've really disconnected from my feminine energy because I didn't trust it, you know, and and gone more into my masculine energy because that's the part of me that plans and structures and, you know, follows a lot of the quote-unquote rules in terms of what works. And just like you've had to come to terms with your unpredictability, I've had to really trust my feminine energy in terms of my intuition and allow everything in my life, including work, to come from my feminine energy and then create then create and respond from my masculine. So whereas in the past it was, 
okay, I'm just going to be strategic and get it out there. Now it's more let let my feminine energy really listen and really be quiet and really be intuitive and let the ideas come. And they don't come right away. Like sometimes there's a gestation period and then let my masculine energy respond. So that's just how it works for me. And I'm curious how you've seen creativity really work through feminine energy and how women can start to trust the more receptive uh, surrendered aspects of the feminine and still feel like they're quote unquote doing something. Mm, yeah, so good. You know, I love all of that because it's, it is ultimately about all of us coming into wholeness. So it's like, even though we use the polarity and we talk about the feminine and the masculine, it's ultimately just about the wholeness. So I think of like the yin yang symbol, you know, those, those two halves are not separate. It's still the circle. And then each side has the seed of the other side. And that's, that's what we're talking about cultivating in ourselves, the, the totality of that being in ourselves and then it playing out with, with the opposite sex and, you know, with men and women. So that's that piece of it. And I love what you're sharing about, about your experience because it is, to me, so much about the relationship of these two aspects within ourselves. So it's really... Can the feminine aspect of self, that polarity, trust the doing, uh, action-taking part of ourselves to take action on the inspired ideas that we receive? But then also, can the feminine aspect of, can the masculine aspect of self trust that it's going to be nurtured? That it's not just going to be run into the ground, that there's going to be time for love and tenderness and pleasure and juiciness. So that trust to me is really golden. And that and that place of the misconceptions, you know, I was talking to a woman and she was she we were working on some ancestral clearing of misconceptions of feminine power. And she was talking about, I think, a grandmother, a great grandmother. And she said, you know, and she was a powerhouse. And basically, as she described her, it was so interesting because she was describing someone who was very cut off from their feelings. She was describing someone who kind of bulldozed over everyone, was very manipulative when she did tap into her intuition. And then so no wonder I'm sitting here talking to this person's granddaughter or great-granddaughter, and she is completely rejecting her feminine power. Or she had completely rejected the feminine and then she completely rejected the masculine. So she's sort of sitting there in passivity going, why isn't it working? You know, and so I think those misconceptions, clearing them is such, it's so important on the journey. Mm-hmm. So I, another thing I'm curious about that you'd be amazing to talk to is body image. Because I know that's something oh. that you've dealt with, that you help so many women heal. And I feel a lot of the reason that so many women struggle with body image and obsessing about the way they look is because we're disconnected from our femininity and from the joy of our body and the, just just how amazing it is to be in this female body that gives birth to things. And mm-hmm. I'd love for you to speak a little bit about how when we stop trying to fix the body image stuff and we stop trying to focus on there and we really start to have a relationship with our feminine energy, how the body image issue sort of just goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's such a thing, you know. There's this uh, 
quote by Brené Brown where she says, literally the number one place where women can get shamed and have their power, give their power away is around body image and, and our looks. And so I love what you're saying because, because it's, it's a couple of different things. One is that aliveness. Like what is it going to take for us to feel alive in our bodies? That's one thing. And often the breath is just the easiest, sort of most accessible in the moment. And then finding pleasure, whether it's through dance or being in nature or swimming in water and healing the water. And there's all of that. <clears throat> and then part of it is obviously from, uh, has to do with unplugging from this collective uh, dark cloud. I don't really even know how to describe it, but it, it's really such an implant to have us just give our power away because we become obsessed. You know, I've certainly been there. I've certainly been there. I mean, I was a dancer my whole life. I still consider myself a dancer, but I was, you know, I was performing and I was a yogi. And it's so funny, Christine. I mean, I had a six pack and I remember thinking that I was fat. Oh yeah. Been there. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's just so crazy. And I'm way squishier now. I'll, I'll just be honest. You know, I still, I still run and dance and do yoga, but you know, I'm not as strict, you know, I have pizza occasionally, I have, I had ice cream yesterday. But what's funny is that I, and we were having a conversation about this, actually, you said that I was telling you, I'm so much more comfortable. I can't believe how much I love my squishiness, you know, where I was like hard for many, many years, my body was hard. And and you said the thing about really being on purpose and having, you know, really being aligned with what we're here to do and who we're here to be. And I do think a big part of that purpose that is the collective purpose is for us to be connected to our source, to source and to love and to service and to our hearts. And, uh, you know, I really have seen this play out full out. I have, uh, I have a family member who, you know, my family is from Iran and women, as we know, don't have a lot of freedoms there. And so, it's so common there for women to become highly obsessed with the plastic surgery. And, you know, I have this family member who, because there has never been any out and she's this wild soul, you know, like if she had been here, she could have lived, you know, in the West, she maybe would have been a showgirl or something. A lot of expressive, wild, feminine, sexual, sensual energy that is so highly oppressed. And for many, many years, I mean, I think she's had up to 50 plastic surgeries at this point. And that this is the this is the pendulum all the way to the one side. And then, you know, there's all the way to the other side where we give up uh, worshiping and adorning our bodies, the, the expression of the divine feminine in the body. But somewhere in the middle is the place where we get to tune into this is a body that I get to live in. And so I have a responsibility and privilege to take care of it and bring pleasure to it and aliveness to it. And then the place where, yes, thank God that I have it. And that's all that it is. It's my vehicle for getting through this life. So, And when we really, when we stop obsessing with how it looks, we get to enjoy it a lot more. And that doesn't mean that you you know, just sit on your couch and eat ice cream and pizza every day. It means you mm-hmm. move and you dance and you connect. And, you know, it's it's such an amazing experience to be in a body. <laughs> and we forget that sometimes. And especially those of us who have fairly healthy bodies and can walk around. I mean, just the fact that we can walk and move is a blessing. And I think too, for, for women, like 
the fact that we get to be in the body of a woman, which like mm-hmm. I said, gets to give birth and gets to create. There's so much power in that. So much mm-hmm. power. And you are such an embodiment of that, Anita. Like such mm-hmm. just someone who who really embodies the divine feminine. And I'm I'm totally putting you on the spot right now. But I know that you're so embodied and this will be no problem for you. Mm-hmm. As we as we wrap up, would you mind taking everyone through a little process to connect to their body, connect to their breath, connect to that sacred feminine energy that we all have within us? Mm, I'd love to. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think uh, let's just invite all of us to get get some stillness. So seated and get long in your spine and close your eyelids and just you know it's going to be a couple of minutes so really give yourself this time and begin with the breath so just watching the breath coming in through the nostrils feeling the cool air and then the warmth of the breath as it goes out of your nostrils and then begin to deepen the breath in through the nose, really feeling your seat as you're sitting. Send the breath to blow out your belly, so soft belly, no hard six-pack abs. And then bring your hands to your belly, to right around your belly button, below and above, and just begin to feel as we feel together the sensuousness of the mother archetype, the birthers of the world that we are. There's a world within each being. So really connecting to the depth of the breath, fully in and out with sound. And let's find a little bit of a rocking in the pelvis. So however you're sitting, it's almost like your butt cheeks are dancing on the seat. So finding a little bit of movement there as you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And notice where the movement wants to go, where the breath wants to take you. So as we take in the breath, See the pelvic floor expanding with golden light. And as we exhale, see that golden light whirling around the pelvic floor. Breathing in. Breathing out. Whirling around. Do that a couple times. Breathing in. The golden expands in the pelvic floor, breathing out, it's whirling in the pelvic floor. Now I just want you to become aware of the base of your spine and the very top of your head, where we would call the crown chakra, the energetic center at the top of your head. And now again with the breath, the breath in expands the golden light and the breath out Just become aware of the base of the spine and the top of the head, two points. Again, breathing in, the golden light expands and the awareness comes to the two points. And breathing in, 
The golden light expands, and as you breathe out, see if you can move your awareness in that golden light up the spine from the base all the way to the crown of the head. So breathing in, the golden light expands, and breathing out, the golden light moves up the spine all the way to the crown of the head. And breathing in, the golden light expands. And breathing out, the golden light moves up. And this time it stops at the throat, at the center of the neck. And just right here, breathing in, the golden light expands. As you're breathing out, the golden light is moving up the spine. Just begin to move your head back and forth a little bit. Just comes up to the throat. And if your hands have left your belly, your round, sensuous, soft belly, as you continue with the breath, just getting really present to that womb space behind the navel. Breathing in, the golden light expands. Breathing out, the golden light moves up to the throat. The head is moving back and forth. Still present to the womb, to the sensuous belly of the goddess. Even in our brothers and the men, she lives. And just giving thanks, giving thanks for having been born, giving thanks for the Divine Mother, the Earth, this nature, the infinite nature that lives in all of us. And just knowing that this is a place to create and receive from. So when we want to receive and step out of doing, you can come back connecting to this golden light, the creative life force that lives in our bodies and with our breath. And you can just let the head keep going back and forth until it comes to a stillness on its own with a slow, steady breath. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And I know that especially after that, people are going to want more Anahita. <laughs> so where do they find you? How can they connect? Mm, yes, I'd love to connect. Well, there's my website, which is anahitajun.com. That's A-N-A-H-I-T-A-J-O-O-N.com. You can definitely get in touch with me from there. But also for the sisters, the women listening, uh, I have a free training that everyone can just sign up for. And that is at forceofnaturewomen.com. And uh, forceofnaturewomen.com, it's the three secret keys to accessing the unlimited power within. And so really aligning ourselves with nature as, uh, you know, as we are her. So that's the offering and it's free for everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the work that you've done in your own life to really free the divine feminine within you and for the work you're committed to in supporting all of us to connect to her. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm.